Good. Let's all uh, just bow our heads this time and uh, pray to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, Lord God, for giving us this moment in time, Lord God, to hear your word today. Father, we want to thank you for the blessings that you have showered upon us in our life, Lord God. God, we want to thank you, Lord God, for your grace and for your love and for your kindness, Lord. God, we want to thank you for the power that you give us to stand strong in your presence, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we are going into this message, we're going into this word, Lord God, I pray that our hearts be, will be attentive to your word, Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you will enter into our hearts, O oh Lord, that your Holy Spirit, Lord God, will touch us at our point of need, Lord God. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we are calling upon you at this moment in time, O oh Lord Jesus. Bless the things, O oh Lord, that you have put on my heart, O oh Lord God. And may it touch the hearts of many, O oh Lord, who are here at this time. Empower us, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Everyone say, uh, I'm a mission field. I'm a mission field. Amen. Amen. You're going to know why I just said that uh, soon. But um, today I'm just going to challenge you at this moment in time uh, to let go of everything right now. Okay? Let go of every thought that hinders everything that has brought a concern to your heart, maybe over this past week, over this past month, this year. Let go of everything right now. And just imagine. Close your eyes if you want. You can close your eyes. But just imagine. Imagine what this world would be like if Christ was here. Walking, breathing, just like he was thousands of years ago. Imagine what it would be like. What it would be like, just like the moment when he appeared to the many disciples after he had resurrected, and they could feel him, they could touch him, they could see him. He was right there in the flesh. They can feel him. Imagine if you had that opportunity. Imagine if he was right here and you could just hug him. Right? How different would this world be if everyone experienced the tangible presence of Christ? Just, 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 just think about that. You know, you don't have to give an answer, but ask yourself, just think about that. How different would this world be if everyone experienced the tangible presence of Christ? If your answer to that question is, hey, Olu, you know, the world would be very different. Well, my response to you is that there is much work for us to do. There is much work for us to do. Three Saturdays ago, I was in prayer. And uh, while I was praying, I got to a point where I could care less about the responsibilities and the things that I had to do in my life, whether it be school, whether it be the job, all these things that required my attention. I could care less about it at that point in time. There were things that needed my attention at that moment, but deep down inside, my heart was yearning for Jesus. My heart was crying out for him, that I needed him in that moment in time, that, you know, it didn't matter what was going on. Have you ever been there? In that moment where there's so many things going on in your life, there's so many things that require your attention, but yet in that moment, you know deep down inside your heart is broken, and you just need Jesus. 
that nothing, 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 nothing could be made right unless you had Jesus right there, right beside you, in, the pres- in your presence. And only if Jesus was right there in that moment, nothing else but Jesus. So in the midst of all this, I got to a point where I began to feel like the lady who had the issue of blood and all she just wanted to do was touch Jesus' garment. She knew that if she could just touch him, she knew that if she could just feel, if she could just get a little bit closer, just a little bit closer, she would be healed. She was yearning for him. She knew that if just, just, just a little bit closer, she didn't care about her past, the shame, the guilt. She didn't care about any of that. None of that. All she cared about was getting closer to Jesus. That if she could just touch him, that if she could just feel him, everything will be made right. No matter what about her reputation, no matter what the people were going to say to her, that she was going to try to get close to Jesus. All she knew was that I need to touch Jesus. And only if I can just feel his tangible presence, I know that I will be healed. And that scenario kept playing in my mind over and over again. And I just asked myself, I said, am I the only one who feels like this? Or am I the only few people who may feel like this? Like this desire that's coming? Where is this coming from? What is this all about? And then I asked myself, you know, could this very thing be in the heart of every man and woman? That yearning desire to feel the tangible presence of Christ. Well, let's look at a couple of scriptures here. And maybe this will highlight a little bit about what is actually really going on. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 through 17, it says, The Son is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And then if we go all the way back into the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 27. It says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and in the sea, and and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and and female. My friends of the Gathering Church, God has created us in his image and likeness. And when he did, we naturally acquired this connection to him. A connection that says that we cannot do without him. Uh-huh. A connection that says that we need intimacy with him. Yeah. Yeah. But when intimacy is lacking, it creates a gap, a hole. 
And so what happens in this world is that many are going around, many of us are going around, and we're seeking to satisfy that gap, that emptiness, that hole. Uh-huh. We're seeking after things in this world, whether it be, you know, women, or, you know, whether it be drugs, or whether it be this and that, or whether it just be, you know, finding satisfaction in, you know, it could be finding satisfaction in movies and all these other things. We're trying to seek these things to fill the empty void inside of us. We're having a bad day and we're just like, you know what, I'm just going to go, you know, and just do this and just do that or watch this and watch that and just, you know, I'm going to crash, whatever. But even after the fact, still there is an emptiness inside of us that has not yet been filled because that hole was only meant to be filled by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But it's not just only us. There are people out there in the world, as you heard Babe already explain through Operation Christmas Child, there are children out there in the world who are in need of Jesus. There are people in our workplace, at our job, at our school, who are yearning for the tangible presence of Jesus Christ. They are seeking, they are seeking. And some of them, they're seeking this thing, they're getting this feeling, but yet they don't know what exactly, what is, I don't know what it is. So then they go to the thing that looks familiar to them. They go to the people that look, they go to that friend and say, oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you know, why don't you take this, you know, little something, something, you know, make you feel good. All right, cool, cool. They go to those things that are familiar to them. Uh But how would they know about this God? How would they know about our Savior, Jesus Christ, if no one else tells them? How would they know? And so on and on, there are people around the world who are seeking, who are yearning after Jesus. In the culture, in the way this world is. You know, you look at the world today, and I was talking to my sister Ola just yesterday, and I said, you know what's so funny? I said, it's like you turn on the TV and it's like, it's, like a, it's like a national crisis all over the world today. Yes, yes, yes. And that the national crisis and thing, global crisis that's going on in the world, are, it's funny because it's not just like it's just out there, but it's affecting us on a personal level. Uh-huh. If it's not Ebola, then it's ISIS. Uh-huh. If it's not ISIS, then it's, you know, wars going on in, in the Middle East. Uh-huh. If it's not that, then it's a school shooting. Yeah. If it's not a school shooting, then it's police brutality. If it's not police brutality, then it's gay rights. Then it's abortion. Then it's religious persecution. All these things are going on. And the list goes on and on and on to the point where you get to the point where it's like, it's depression. It's family dysfunctionality. It's all these little things. It's pride. It's ignorance. It's hatred. Those are the things that are driving what is going on on a global and national level. All those things. So I tell you, If Christ was here today, standing in our presence, we can feel him. We can touch him. He's right there. We can hug him. We can see him. If he was here today, I tell you, this world would turn right side up. If Christ was here today, there will be breakthrough after breakthrough. Healing after healing on an exponential level. Hallelujah. You'll be seeing people on your job healed. If Christ walked into the classroom, in your classroom, oh, my God. to all the students and all the people who are stressed out, yeah. who are at their limit, and they're just like, I just can't even take, and I just, you know what, I'm just going to take this thing, I'm going to you know, I'm going to do this, this person is getting on mercy, I'm going to, what, you know, if Christ was there in that moment, in that time, Wow, what would happen? 
if he was on your job, in the office place, in, the work, in your workplace, what kind of healing, transformation, restoration, renewal of the mind and the heart would occur in the midst of those who are lost, confused, and need help? You know, the funny thing is, all along I've been saying, what if, what if, what if? When really what I should have been saying is, did you know? Did you know that Christ was in your classroom? Did you know that Christ was on your job? Did you know that he was in the work field? He was right there where you were. He was on the train. He was at the bus stop. Christ was right there all along. How is that possible? How is it possible that Christ was there? I mean, did you see him? Did I see him? I don't know. How is this possible? Well, I'll tell you right now. Let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 9 through 11. And I'm and, uh, going to give you a couple of chapters and verses here. So if you're writing this down, this would be great. Romans chapter 8, verse 9 through 11 says, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, then they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, For through the law I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This was Apostle Paul speaking. And then he also said in Galatians chapter 3 verse 27, So in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. See, the moment you walked into that classroom, Christ was there. Why? Because if you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been clothed with Christ. He lives inside of you. So, it would be awesome to hear, to see, you know, Christ here today, you know, and then they'll bring about breakthrough after breakthrough, walking, breathing, all those things like that. But the truth of the matter is, the flesh does not make someone alive. My God. It is the spirit. Someone could drop dead right now. And they would, and, and we would not even experience their presence. Why? Because the spirit It's not there anymore. The spirit is no longer present. What I'm saying to you is that the tangible presence of Christ is not dependent on the flesh. It is is dependent on the spirit. The spirit that lives within us, that is inside of us. So it is up to us to bring about that tangible presence of Christ. It is up to us to make Christ tangible. Amen? Amen. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church 
first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. What is it saying? It's saying that each and every one of us are, are part of the body of Christ. We have our gifts. We have the gifts that God has blessed us with. It is up to us to find out what exactly that gift is. How do we find out? It starts with praying. Asking God. You know, it's funny because sometimes, you know, when you start asking God about stuff, you know, that's when he was showed you. You're like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to do with this thing, but whatever. And then all of a sudden you say, well, actually, you know what, God, what, what should I do with this? And believe it or not, in moments, God will start revealing things to you. If you earnestly ask in your heart, he will hear you. He will reveal that thing to you. We are the body of Christ. We make him tangible. We make him a reality. A reality that does not call for our eyes to see, but for our hearts to believe. A reality that is tangible when we press in through prayer. When we let go of our fears, our doubts, the pride, the hate. When we let go of all those things and we start a relationship with those people who are around us. A relationship should not linger on, hey, you want to go to church? A relationship should not linger on, hey, do you want to go to church? Now, some of you might be thinking, like, wait, hold on, what do you mean? I mean, I should not be asking them to go to church. Yes, very well, you should. But a relationship with somebody should not linger on whether or not they come to church. Mm-hmm. A relationship, when you look at Christ in the Bible and all the people that he came in contact with, did he ever say, hey, let's go to the synagogue? You want to go to the synagogue? Let's go to the synagogue. Let's, let's, let's go to the synagogue. No, he brought the message to them. He brought God to them. And how did he do that? He started off with a conversation. What's up? How's it going? Oh, hey. Well, you know, and you've often heard it on a pulpit. People don't care how much you know until you know until they know how much you care. Uh, how much you care. That's right. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. When we all surrender everything, when we all let go of everything, Christ is present. Christ is tangible. And. Although I would love to see him right now, to hug him right now, to to see him and to be in that presence, I realize the truth is that he lives within me. Now, this in itself is not logical. No science can explain how Christ can live inside someone, okay? They could run an x-ray on you, okay? And you're like, where's, you said Christ Christ is inside of me, I'm living in Christ. What? No science can explain that. There's no common sense that can lead to understanding how Christ can live inside of you. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. There is a new reality that God is calling us all to embrace. Uh-huh. And that new reality is the fact that we should not rely on what we see, but rely on our heart that believes in the spirit and the power of the living Jesus, yeah. our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a new reality that just doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. Because it doesn't need to make any sense. Because we do not rely on our own understanding, but we rely on the understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on our God in heaven. Amen? Amen. This new reality cannot be understood by human intellect. 
yet we must tap into it and embrace him so that this world can be turned right side up. So let us embrace this new reality. Amen? Amen. So, by a show of hands, how many of you want to see a change in this world? Oh, wow, we got, got double hands there. I like that, I like that. Yes, yes, yes. How many want to see Christ in this world? I mean, there's all this, all this stuff going on. I mean, you know, got all this bad stuff going on. You know, we need some Jesus, right? Amen. And even though he is present, there's still so much work to do. There are so many who are yet to hear the word, hear, hear the, the gospel. There are so many people who are yet to feel his tangible presence. So, if you want to make you know see a change in this world, then MCT, MCT, make Christ tangible. If you don't remember anything from what I'm telling you today, if you go home and then maybe on Thursday you're like, what did, what was I preaching again? I don't even remember the verses, whatever. Just remember this. M-C-T. Make Christ tangible. If you can remember that, I think, alright, let's make Christ tangible then. Let's do something. Let's, let's, let's get to work. M-C-T. Make Christ tangible. If you want to win back, you know, this world for God's glory, MCT, make Christ tangible. If you want to see the lives of those little kids abroad change, make Christ tangible. So I'm going to give you a couple of ways in which you can do that. Number one, if you're ready, bring out your paper, write it down. Number one, study him. Study him. We cannot represent Christ if we don't study him. We cannot represent him if we don't talk to him. See, when we read the scriptures and when we read through the scriptures and, 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 we're, and we're, you know, studying what is he trying to say, that's when we can get in communication with the Lord God. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to tell me through your words? What do you desire me to receive today from your words? If we look in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. We are Christ's ambassadors. We are ambassadors of Christ. Now, some of you might be thinking, oh, you know, well, you know, maybe that's him or her, you know, because I'm not the one that does outreach. I'm the one who, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the usher, right? Or, you know, I'm, I'm the one who just, um, you know, does the, the sound or the audio. I'm just, no, I don't do that outreach stuff. That's for the other people who are so zealous and so bold to go out there and reach out to the people in the community. That's them. Not me. Not me. But... If I'm, if I'm not mistaken here, it says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. All of us yeah. are ambassadors of Christ. Yeah. And ambassadors studies his country. Ah. Okay? Not only does he study his country, he stays in constant communication with his country. Even though he is not yet home. Uh-huh. Are we connecting with heaven, our home, even though we're not yet there? Are we being ambassadors of Christ? Jesus Christ prayed, and he said that the Lord's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, the line is just so, it's like a a simple line, and you're like, 
as it is in heaven. That means that what's going on in heaven should be as well done here on earth. But how can that be made possible? That's made possible through us because Jesus Christ's spirit lives in us. And that's how, that's how his will can be done on earth. So are we establishing his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven? Are we going that extra mile in our personal life to speak of it? Have you made him tangible on your job or at school or wherever you go? Or are you hiding behind the desk once everybody starts talking about religion? Right? Everybody starts bringing up religion like, shh. And you start hearing all this stuff like, hmm. Man, what they talking about? Like, really? That's what they think about? Like, God? Like, that's not even so, so far from that. What, what do they talk about? You know? Now, nobody's saying that, uh, you know, you got to get up in the middle of class and enter up the whole class and be like, you know, repent, repent. Are you going to hell? Yo, you going to repent? Yo, yo. Nobody's saying all that. You mean, nobody's saying all that. But if you are in class or you are somewhere and if there's a discussion about religion, about Christ, about God... You are in the rightful place to speak up and say something about it. Okay? Not casting judgment, but sharing the gospel in truth and in love. Showing them the way to a better lifestyle. That there's something better than this. No, no, you don't got it right. There's something better than this. There's healing. There's restoration. There's renewal here. 2 Timothy verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 23. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23 to 24 says, Again I say... Don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only starts fights. Okay? Don't get involved in those arguments that only starts fights. Okay? A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach, and be patient with difficult people. Stepped on some toes there. Patient with difficult people. Uh, People that nag you on the job. People that, you know, you get on that train and then he bump you like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, why you just elbow me like, it's because you were in the way. Like, really? We're all trying to get on the train. Like, what what was that all about? You know? But in continuation, it says, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. We got to study him. We got to study him. We got to stay in constant communication with him. We need to study him. Number two, lose yourself. You probably heard the song, lose yourself in the moment, you know, whatever. but lose yourself. And uh, the one of the things about this here is um, sometimes when we get to a point where we know we can actually bring forth Christ to somebody or that we can actually, you know, represent Christ and make him tangible to people in our lives, or whatever, maybe we share the gospel, maybe we do something Sometimes what happens is we get to that point where we're wanting to do it, but then it's like, oh no, I, I can't. You know, what, what are they going to say about me? You know, well, you know, 
I can't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm less of a person, you know, I, I mean, what about what I did and all my past and everything, you know, how can I, like, you know, be that person, how can I get up on the, the, the pulpit and, and bring forth the word, I mean, me, like, how can I even do that, how, how could I even go out there into the community and, and start passing out, you know, tracks and sharing the gospel with people, how can I do that, me, like, no, I mean, just a while ago, I, I messed up, I slipped up, God, did you see that, how can I do that, but honestly, you have to lose yourself. You have to lay down your life for Christ. God knows that we are all humans and he's not gratifying the very things that we do that is against him. But what he's saying is, lose yourself for me. Lose yourself for me so that you can make Christ tangible in the lives of people. You say, oh, but only, you know what? I got all this stuff I got to do. I got work. I got this. I got to take care of my kids. I got to take care of these bills, whatever like that. I just don't have time to go out there and serve. I don't have time for that. I don't. I can't help. I can't help. I can't do those things. But honestly, none of us would ever be able to do a thing with all those lines of excuses. We all have our lives, right? We all have so much to do, right? Amen. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Right? There's so much that we have to do in our own lives. All our own lives, we have our own separate hurdles and challenges that we have to go through. But no one ever said it was going to be easy, right? And that's, and that's what it's all about. When we can lay down our lives... Uh-huh. To love another, to bring forth the tangible presence of Christ and the presence of others. When we can do that, that is when Christ is made present. It says that for the Spirit of God gave us, the Spirit that God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Some of you are thinking like, oh, you know, like, you know, know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because when you get here, and you're in the presence of God, you know, you're in like, it's almost like you're at a mountaintop experience, right? And you get all this power and energy and you get all this stuff and you're bold and you're, you know, going forth, whatever like that. But then as soon as, you know, you get out into the world, as a week goes on day after day, all these things start hitting you like deadlines and this and that and all these people are saying this and that and some people talking negative or some people were just lacking faith and then you see that and then your eyes are just so focused on that that you get blinded by the truth that you just experienced on Sunday. And it's saying here that the spirit of, that God gives us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So in order to get out of that, we have to go back. We have to go back to Christ. We have to look back. We have to look back into the words. We have to look back into the scriptures in order for us to stay connected and be able to bring forth God's presence. Number three, stop fronting, okay? Stop fronting. <laughs> stop fronting. Everybody know what front means, right? Front means front. You know, stop putting on an image, all right? Start saying to you something where you're not. Uh, Us fellas like to do that a little bit, you know. We like to, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, we, a couple of our brothers, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I got this, no, I got that. You see my car over there? Ah, yeah, yeah, you know, I got that, you know. We like to, you know, like to, because it, it, it's just naturally, you know, it's just naturally, I mean, it's just, it's just us. But, but in all of that, in all of that, still, 
stop fronting. Stop putting on the image of this world so that you can blend in. Put on the image of Christ so that you can stand out. Speak Holy Ghost. For example, somebody might say, hey man, why you don't go to the club or the party anymore? Tired, man. I'm tired. I had a long day at work. You know, tired, right? When before you used to have a long day at work, we're like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's do this, let's do this, you know, right? Right? Putting on the front, like, no, 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 no. That's not. That's not what's happening here, right? But in those moments, in those times, that's our opportunity to be like, you know what? My life has changed, actually. You know, ever since I, you know, had a relationship with Christ, you know, things are a little bit different now. So, um, unfortunately, like, I just, I just don't do that. I don't, like, you know, go to parties like that. You know, I know there's going to be drinking and crazy stuff going on, and I know the people are going to be acting wild, and I just want to be in that atmosphere. You know, I need to, you know, be in the right spirit, in the right place. You know? And... Uh, <laughs> Some of us keep even led to just say, hey, you know, forget about that. You know, I'm going to go to that party, you know, even though deep down inside you just feel like, ah, this is not right. You know, I remember when I was at Georgetown on the campus and it was like I was my, my freshman year. And I and, and uh, you know, I it was at that point where, like, you know, it's orientation and everything. And and there's so many people and you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, you want to get to know people. You want to get to, you know, you know, you know, experience other people like, oh, yeah, what's up? What's up? How's it going? Oh, this is great. This is great. So it's orientation. School hasn't even started yet. Everything's all amazing. It's good. And I just remember, you know, I met up with a couple people like, hey, what's up? What's up? And then this person was in my orientation group. So, you know, it was all cool. So like, hey, we're going to go over to this person's place, go to, to the you know, apartment. Okay, cool. Let's go there. Go to the apartment, you know? I'm like, all right, all right. Okay, oh, where are we going right now? Are we going to that rooftop? There's a rooftop party. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, okay. He's like, you come, come on, me. You gotta go, you gotta go. Like, oh, okay, I'll go, I'll go. Let's go, let's go. So we all go together as a group. And I remember walking. <laughs> and I see the rooftop stairs. <laughs> and I was just like, no, nah, this doesn't feel right. All I hear is, doom, 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 doom. Like, <laughs> this doesn't, this, this, this does not feel right. No, 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 this, this doesn't feel right. Am I gonna, am I gonna go? I guess I'll go back to my dorm. <laughs> because at that moment in time, I knew every little thing that I had experienced while I was here in Jersey and all the things that had happened and how I grew in the faith of, in my faith and my walk with God and everything like that. And I said, am I going to front? Am I going to be somebody else who I'm not? Mm. Just so I can blend in instead of standing out so that people can know and see who Christ really is? Mm. Sometimes it's not about the things that you say, but the way that you act. Ah. Sometimes it's not about, oh yeah, yeah, you know what it said in you know, it said in Acts of Apostles, this and that. No, sometimes it's not all about that. Sometimes it's about you living the gospel. Yeah. Mm. Yes, sir. Or maybe somebody might say, oh yeah, you know, want to check out this, you know, this, you know, I got this rap album, whatever like that. I'll tell you something that happened just a while ago, a couple months ago. So I was at the laundromat. And I had, um, uh, I was, you know, doing laundry, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I see somebody come in. He's like, hey, what's up? What's up? Hola, how you doing? 
gave me this big hug and I'm like, oh, yo, what's up? How you doing, man? And it was one of my friends from, from back in high school. And the funny thing to me was that, like, I was like, well, I knew him, but, like, we weren't, like, deep, deep friends, but, like, you know, we were cool and stuff like that. So then he was like, yo, yo, how's it going, man? Y'all been good? I'm been good. Hey, yo, check this thing out, yo. So I've been, like, you know, working on this project, you know, and I have this uh, this rap album and stuff like that that I've been working on, you know, and, you know, I just want to make a big, you know, no, I'll, please, I, I really want you to listen to it, you know. I'm like, oh. Okay, I'm like, okay, cool, cool. It's like, if you listen to it, you sure you're gonna listen? I'm like, yeah, I'll listen to it. I right, just make sure that you listen to everything from the beginning to the end, okay? And then after that, let me know what you think. It's like, all right. You know, so he brings me to you know, the CD and everything like that. I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, all right. Parental advisory, okay. All right. You know? And our conversation, whatever, I talked to him. I was like, you ever heard of Lecrae? You heard of Andy Minio, whatever like that? He's like, oh, no, I heard of that. I was like, oh, you should check him out, whatever like that. So he's like, okay, make sure you listen to that. Okay, cool days pass by you know he's like he texts me he's like like oh, oh yeah have you got a chance to listen to the project and i'm like and i'm like oh man okay <laughs> so i said i was gonna listen to this thing and um you know i said i was like yeah i'm gonna listen to it beginning to end and everything so what do i do I'm like okay well you know i could i could listen to it whatever and like but then if i listen to it i mean what is gonna all right, all right you know what all right let's see what is it? What what is this all about? What is what is he? What is what is this CD all about? Okay, all right, pop it in. Keep my word. Got to be honest. So I started listening to it. I'm like okay, cool. Got a cool lyrical flow. That's good. That's good. That's awesome. Okay. And then I kept on listening. I'm like, whoa. What did he say about that girl? <laughs> like what? <sighs> Click next song. Okay, okay, oh, okay, this is about life, you know, everybody living it up. Okay, cool, cool, all right, cool. Check the next one. Oh, okay, cool, nice little flow. Okay, all right. I said, I was gonna listen to the whole thing today, and all right, man, I will do it. I'm listening, and after that, I'm like, no. No, 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 no. Like, what? Click, 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 get to the end, and all of it was just, it was just so much, you know, negative things and saying this about you know this and that girl I did that with this and I do this and that and you know all this stuff and then cussing and all that and I'm like no 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 this is this is not this is not good this is not right what do I I'm like okay so he asked me you know this project I told you to listen to it, whatever so he asked me and I'm like okay what am I gonna do if I'm just gonna act like I didn't listen to it ignore him you know what, what do I do at this moment in time so I prayed I prayed about it and I'm like okay God, lead me to say what you want to say, or what you want me to say. Because, you know, I mean, I could just be frightened and be like, oh, yeah, you had a cool lyrical flow. That was good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I could be real about it and be like, well, you know, in that track over there, you know, you had to talk about something like this and that. You know, what, what, what do I say at this moment? So I texted him back and I said, you know what? To be honest, man, I said, you got a lot of talent. I say, you know, you have a really cool lyrical flow and everything like that, you know, and it's all good. But to be honest with you, you know, I got to a certain point to some of your songs and I just couldn't continue listening to it because it was just so much, you know, it was vulgar and things like that. And I said, it was like cussing and stuff like that. And, and I told him, I was like, you know, I'm a big fan of hip hop and I believe that music is food for the soul. But what we listen to influences our attitudes, beliefs, and mindset. How we view life and others. So I told myself, I'm pretty selective with what I listen to. At the end of the day, my desire is to give praise and honor to God. Even through music. Some songs are not healthy for my walk in Christ. And some songs can even offend the stuff Christ talks about in the Bible. 
I, I send that. I was like, you know, sorry for long affectionation, whatever. And I sent that text, and I was like, my heart was boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, I don't know what he's gonna say. I don't know what he's gonna say. Like, yo, man, what you talking about? Like, you know, I'm like, I don't know what he's gonna say. I don't know what he's gonna say. I'm trying to be real here, you know? And then uh, he responded, and, and he said, I totally respect this response. Trust me. And after that, we got into a conversation. I asked him, I said, by the way, are you a believer? And he said, yes, very much so, I am. Mm. I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> wow. wow. So all that time, you know, when I could have been fronting, this brother, you know, is a brother, right? For God. And all this time, I could have been like, you know, like, yeah, man, I was cool. Yo, like, yeah, yeah, you know. But all this time, he was someone who was very well connected to Christ. So I told him, I said, I encourage you to pray about this. You know, I said, I encourage you to pray about what you want to share with the world and things like that. So I encourage you to pray because I said, I believe you can make a big difference. I said, you have talent. You have a cool lyrical flow. I believe you can do some great things. But it's all about staying in tune with the vision that God has for your life. Amen, 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 amen. And he said, you know, yeah, that, no, that's, that's definitely true. And he's like, you know, I thank you for your prayers, whatever like that. And I said, and I said yeah, no problem. You know, so I was praying for you, you know, I got you, brother, whatever. He's like, thanks, strength in numbers, all that, great, you know. But the thing is that in order for us to make Christ tangible, we got to be real. We just got to be real. You know, it's not about bashing that other person or saying like, man, no, man, you, you know, judging them and all that stuff. No, we got to come in with love. We got to be real. We got to say, look, I'll let go of what I could say. I'll let go of everything that could, I could say or whatever that, you know, it's just wrong, whatever. I'll let go of that. God, tell me what you want me to say. And when you ask that, when you pray about that, the Lord will hear you. And he will give you the right words to say. Yeah. Amen. But that not only helps them, but it helps you in your growth and walk in Christ. Yeah. It takes you to another level where you're stronger, where, you're, where you have strength and you have more faith. You say, look, look I said this, this, and that. I did that. You no, know, I believe in it. God, I love you no matter what. It takes you to a higher level in Christ. How many people want to be there? Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Third, 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 third point here, and I'm just gonna say this: love everyone. Okay, I know so many times it says in the scriptures, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, whatever. Love everyone. Love everyone. Love everyone. Because you know what happens sometimes? We say, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, whatever, like that. Oh, who's the neighbor? Who's the neighbor? Oh, it's my Christian brother. Whatever. Love everyone. Everyone. Have you ever took a moment? And just like out of your work or your job or whatever like that, or you're on a train and you just look around and look at all the people, so different, so diverse, whatever they may be from the way they dress, the way they look, you know, how they talk and all that stuff like that. And you're like, wow, God loves them. Do you know that? God loves each and every single person. Sometimes it blows my mind. It's like, like, how could that be? How could you love all these people? So many people throughout the world. It's like sometimes, you know, we want to be God and it's like, we can't, we can't even, it's so hard for us to even love some of our people, some of the people that are around us. It's so hard for even to, us to love some of the people that are on our job or even to have that compassion, that love, or that drive the same kind of love that Christ had for so many. 
that was around him. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering, sacrifice to God. No matter how obnoxious the person may be, you know, God literally loves them. And God is calling us to love them as well. No matter how diverse or how different they may be, whether they be, you know, uh, uh, you know, a drug addict, whether they be a homeless person, whether they, they may be a homosexual, no matter what, God calls us to love them. What would this world be like if Christ was here right now? How would Christ respond to those people? If God was here, if Christ was here in our midst, in those, in those areas. See, when we ask those questions, then we begin to realize exactly how to treat them, how to respond to them. You know, one of the interesting things, uh, uh, Brother Nandi, as you know, um, about, was about last year, uh, he invited a couple, a couple of brothers. You know, we had a bowling night and everything like that. And he invited a couple of brothers, you know, to, um, well, I say brothers, but, you know, a couple of guys, you know, to our bowling night. And um, they were Muslim. They weren't Christians. They were Muslim. And we had such a good time. I know maybe Brother Willie, you remember? Uh, Minister Wayne, you remember? It was such a good time we had, you know? And it was just us just having a good time, Right? And, you know, there were some moments where we were able to talk and stuff like that and talk about this and that, even share some of the gospel. But even in that midst, in that moment, it was a great way for us to just fellowship, even though they were Muslim. They didn't believe in Christ, that Christ was a Lord and Savior, right? And then did you know that because of that, they were so eager to come out when we had our Hurricane Sandy uh, relief effort with Project 195. They came out. They were so eager and passionate to come out and serve Look at the tangible presence of Christ, what it does. Now, what I understand is that these, 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 uh, these students were actually, uh, I think they call them, is it exchange students, something like that? So, so after the whole program was over, they went back to their country in India. But who knows what, might, what, what, what they might be experiencing right now? Who knows what the effect of the gathering church, of what Brother Nambi did, and what, what, what we were able to show them? Who knows what that might have on them years from now? You see, we're planting seeds, okay? All right? And even though, you know, maybe, you know, we're not the one who waters it or whatever, we're planting seeds. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe somebody will come over there and water it and be like, hey, yeah, I remember that time when, you know, those people, you know, they were so nice and they had that whole thing with Hurricane Sandy, stuff like that. Yeah, man. Wow, the powerful, the gospel is powerful. And then somebody's telling them, yeah, you know about the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, you know, let me check this thing out because they represented Christ in a way that you know was just so glorious and so magnificent was so awesome was so amazing you know is this what this Christ is all about yeah I want to know more about him right and that's what happens and that's what happens but it starts with us loving everyone whether they be Jew whether they be Muslim whether they whether they be Buddhist whether they be black whether they be white whether they be Chinese, whoever they may be, loving everyone. Everyone. And I say that because it's so important for us to let that sink inside and for us to get that in our minds. Love everyone. Love everyone. Even those who people who nag us, people love everyone. Right? 
two more points and then I'll be done. Number four, make a personal connection. Okay? And this comes from loving everyone. Make a personal connection. I honestly believe that one of the best ways to make Christ tangible is through the personal conversation you have with one another. There is a place for the public display of the gospel where you go out on the street corners and you know you start professing what the word says. That is great. That is awesome. There's a place for that. But it should not just end there. People's lives don't change until somebody has made a personal connection with them. Until somebody has, has, has showed them the love of Christ through their actions, through what they do. This opportunity here, Operation Christmas Child, is an amazing way in making a personal connection to kids, to families, to people abroad. Bringing, allowing the gospel to be to, 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 to come into their lives where now they become, they're able to know Jesus. You know, it's all about being intentional. When Christ went out and he saw after the disciples, he was intentional about who he was looking for. He was intentional about the disciples, the people that he wanted to disciple. He was intentional about that. That's what it starts with. So we have to make that personal connection. So I invite you and I encourage you that as you decide to, you know, stuff the boxes for Operation Christmas Child, that you pray over what God desires you to place in those boxes. Whether it be a, a letter, as a babe has explained, or, you know, anything. You know, even she said, sometimes you might think it's odd or strange, but, you know, put it in there. If you feel that the Spirit is leading you to do that, put it in there. You could be making a personal connection. I don't know about you, but I want to get on my MCT. Okay? I want to get on my MCT, make Christ tangible. Okay? There are people out there on our job, at our schools, on the train, everywhere we go, there are people who are in need of Jesus, but just don't know it. And who's going to tell them? In our generation today, there are many kids that are being, uh, that are being you know, driven into this mindless culture. I was having a conversation with one of my coworkers, and I didn't even start this conversation. I was like, whoa, this, she's telling me all this stuff. And she said, you know what's so funny? I feel like we live in a, war, in, in, in a culture where it's like, you know, it's that, you know, I don't care. I'm going to say whatever I want, do whatever I want kind of culture. She said, like, you know, back in the 50s and stuff like that, there were so many things that were just so subtle, you know? If somebody was going to say something or somebody was going to you know, present something, even in music, it was just so subtle. But now it's just so blatantly. Everybody just say whatever they want to say, blah, 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 this and that, whatever like that. You know, all these things, you know? And we're living in a culture where people just do whatever they want. They just say whatever they want. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and do this. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, enter in some school and I'm going to just, you know, bring a semi-automatic. All these things. We're living in a culture where people are doing all these things. But it's up to us to teach the kids of our generation to show them the tangible presence of Christ, to show them who Christ is, to show them the love. If, if nobody else is going to stand up, then what's going to happen? You know? We are the body of Christ, and He's the head. But if the body's not functional, then what will happen? God forbid. But this last point I want to leave you with here is something that I've said time and time again. And, uh, and, and I've made this evident even throughout the whole message today. And the idea is that make outreach a lifestyle. 
Okay? And like I said, you know, we have so many busy lives and things that we're doing, but make outreach a lifestyle. Outreach should not be limited to a project. Now we say, hey, I'm gonna go and do this. All right, I did it, good. And now we're over here and we're like, yeah, you know, I'm doing all this other stuff that I gotta get done, whatever like that, you know, the stuff where I'm, what? oh, you want me to hope, go there and serve, what, do that stuff? Oh, but last week, you remember Lord Jesus last week, I did all that other stuff, so, you know, I got my points in. All right, all right, gonna get back to what I gotta do. No, 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 no. Outreach should not be limited to a project. Instead, you need to search in your heart and ask God, God, is this the thing that you are calling me to do? Is this the path that you are calling me on or should I be going in that direction? What is it in my life that I need to be doing right now in order to reach out to the people who are in need? I've said this before and it's, and it's the very thing that is this. Outreach is an arm's length away. It's an arm's length away. It's like this. Okay? Some of us are saying, you know, I want to wait till I get enough money to travel to Uganda or Mexico to bring about change in this world. I'm just going to wait till then. When the truth of the matter is, if you're not able to help the people around here, how do you expect to help the people out there? If you can't, if you can't bring change in your vicinity, where you are in your neighborhood, how do you expect to go out there and help those people out there? Maybe the reason why it's taking you so long to even get out there is because you haven't yet acquired the attitude, the, the nature, the things that are required to, 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 to storm the weather out there. Some of us look at the things that happen on TV. You see those people who are you know, out there doing great things. We're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing what they're doing. And you know, we think that it's all like, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, so, you know, so you know, you know, lofty and everything like that. But really, it took them a lot to get where they were and to make an effect and an impact in those communities. It's not easy. It sure ain't easy. So before we even just try to say, oh yeah, you know, let's go out there and do that, whatever like that, let's make sure that our character and our attitude is right, that it's in check, that it is in, in the light, that, 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 that desires, that hungers to bring about that love to people no matter where they are, no matter who they are, to share that with them. Amen? Amen. So as I've said, these are the ways that we can bring about the tangible presence of Christ by making a personal connection, by making outreach a lifestyle, by loving everyone, stop fronting, lose yourself, and study him. Amen? And my prayer for everyone is that we allow these things to sink into our hearts that we absorb it, that we make this a part of our lifestyle. That we don't just bottle it up into one area and just say, that's just that, but that we make this a part of a lifestyle. You know, the great thing about the gathering church is that we create so many opportunities to do outreach and do so many great things here and abroad. But the final question is, is it a part of your life? Are you making that personal connection no matter what, even though you have this project and things like that, are you still making a personal connection with God? Are you making him tangible in your life? Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us all at this time just rise. How many people uh, 
how many people can relate to this message and feel that this is something that they need to apply to their life? Yeah. Amen. 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 I think it's all of us. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And um, I just want to just just pray for all of us, you know. And uh, you know, we don't have to come up or anything like that. I know all of us, you know, we may we ha in our own lives need some of this, you know. Now, regardless of Christ not being here and we don't feel him, we don't touch him, we can't hug him, that he is inside of us. Understanding that, grasping that, so that we can go out there and change the world and, and, and bring healing to people's lives, people, you know, who are distraught, people on our jobs, students, our friends, and things like that. Let us remember that it only, it starts with a conversation. It starts with us caring. Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It starts when we stop fronting and just embrace the image of God. And just embrace the image of Christ. Just represent Him the way He has called us to represent Him. To study Him, to seek after Him day after day after day. And I'm in this too. You know? It's not easy with all the things that are going on and then, you know, but still, we got to be true to who God has called us to be. Amen? So let's all bow our heads at this time. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord our God, our Heavenly Father, we stand here before you on this mission Sunday, Lord God, because we know that deep down inside, Lord God, we need you. There's this new reality that you presented to us, Lord God, that cannot be understood by our human intellect. It's a reality that says that, Lord God, we can make you tangible in this world. We can make you tangible to those who need you, who are crying out, who need restoration and healing in their life. God, we understand that there are so many broken lives out there, Lord God. There are so many people that need you, Lord God. There's so many people who are, you know, weighing on the fences and not sure, not knowing, okay, what do I go? Where do I go? What do I do? But God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that in moments like these, that you will empower us to bring change into our world. There's so many things happening in this world today, in this day, Lord God, whether it be the, 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 the Ebola crisis, whether it be diseases, whether it be uh, terrorism, all these different things, whether it be, you know, things that are, are, that are started just because of, of mental illnesses or somebody, you know, bringing a gun to school or things like that. There's so many things happening in, to, in our generation, in our day. And it's as if it's at the tipping point where some people are just, you know, they don't even care. They're just going to do what they want to do. But God, we are the ones who bring about change. We are the ones who stand out, Lord God. We are the anomaly, Lord Jesus. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray at times like these, Lord God, at our job, at our work, on a train or on a bus, wherever we may be, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit will prompt us, Lord God. That will prompt us, Lord God, so that we can make your presence tangible. Because once people experience that, they experience a light that shines something that's so beautiful something that is so great something that is so awesome it is a glimpse of heaven it is a glimpse of your kingdom and you have called us to make your kingdom on in heaven make it as it is here on earth that your will be done 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we will hone to that, that we will stand strong in that, that we will stand tall in that, that we will remember, Lord God, that we are great because you are great and you are in us. That you have not given us a spirit of timidity, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, self-discipline, and power, Lord God. Lord God, you have given us the strength, Lord God, to move forward, to create an impact in our world today, Lord God. Holy Father, touch us today. If you don't have to touch us here, Lord God, touch us at home. Touch us when we're in the shower. Touch us when we are going about our, 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 our way to work. Touch us, Lord God, with your Holy Spirit. Father, speak to us. For you are only made present where we make you practical. We can have all these lofty things and all these thoughts and all these high thoughts and we can shout praises and it's all good because it's give us strength. But Lord God, at the end of the day, Lord God, there needs to be change. Father, let all those great things that you do in our hearts through the Spirit be made known to this world practically through your tangible presence. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen? Amen. Let us go forth. We are a mission field. Amen. It all starts with us right here in the heart. Come on, let's give God praise.